Aloha and welcome to another Rainbow Wrap-Up. And this week, we got back in the house, the man with a master plan and with some Lao Lao leaves coming out of his head sometimes as well. The one and only Shane, brother Shane Agno. What's up, Shane? What's up, brother Wayne? Missed you guys last week, but yes, um, I'm back. Lala head in the house. Hopefully, he'll be literally in the house soon, mm, but yes. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that a little later. Well, someone that definitely wants to be in the house as well, amongst the numbered amongst the chosen 1,000, the few, <laughs> the chosen, the UH fans, if we have that many in the islands left. Sean Iman, what's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? What's up, Warrior Nation? <laughs> sheesh. Well, I, I know that uh, you are, um, yeah, sheesh. I mean, the sheesh, she, we just need a sheesh button already so I can like, <laughs> just push yeah, the button. Instead of that. Uh, <laughs> no, there needs to be like a sheesh uh, segment or something. <laughs> um, but no, there's going to be a lot of sheeshing today as we uh, try to make sense of, which is, and, you know, first of all, we are happy because there will be fans actually this yes. year um and to go this many years years literally over a year and a half almost two years without even having fans in your home stadium is really unfathomable is unfathomable like we'll look back on it and be like can't believe we didn't have home fans for that long but was gonna focus on the positives first and we'll say yes finally <laughs> governor Ige has given in so shane what was your first you know your first um, take away and what are your um, how do you feel now since because we didn't get to hear what you felt like for the last time with you know um, but now that's like well it's a thousand well what's going through your head now basically uh well yeah I'm, I'm taking it man even though I wish it was more because we all talk about it every week. We see it on TV, full stadium in Virginia Tech, full stadium in Wisconsin, mm. full stadium Notre Dame. And then, oh, we can have fans, but a thousand, which, um, and I'm not a, a health expert. I'm not a politician. I'm not this or that. But so I, I know it's, they have a lot on their plate. But at the same time, we're all doing our best to stay safe and to try to, you know, follow the mandate as mm -hmm. what uh, another fellow coach always says i'm gonna follow the mandate <laughs> is he still <laughs> but, a coach uh, <laughs> i guess that's uh, the as, next question <laughs> yeah as, uh, as far as i know he is but um but yeah i mean i was so frustrated i, I don't know if you, you guys saw my post about how i kept cutting down ega about how things don't make sense so yeah i'm grateful that we're gonna have uh, fans back in the stands especially for the parents you know mm, like you see yeah. like for players like calvin turner who decided to come back you know and yeah. we all thought wow why are you coming back and finally they get people get to see him in person he gets to hear people cheer his name or whatnot so yeah it's good man finally just well, hope i get to uh figure out a way to be a special ticket holder <laughs> yeah well, if you're a fan of Wahine soccer, apparently today you had a you were amongst the first to be allowed mm. into a public um, Rainbow Warrior slash Wahine Athletics um, contest because at YPO Soccer Complex right today was mm. the first 
And a lot is changing too. Um, you know, as well as in the mainland as um, in terms of the, the mandates, first of all, it just, it's got a little bit more strict now in LA. So you need to show vaccine or at least for the major events, you can still do the, the test, but you still have to do that. That, that wasn't a thing until like once they removed in June, the mandates and they had set that, that target, um, you know, they haven't had the mandates. So that's, that's now a new thing again, which is going to be something that is, um, you know, something that, you know, Governor Ige, other people say like, see, well, that's why a lot of people have to roll back. But he was, we were so far back. We were rolled back to the <laughs> beginning of the pandemic, basically. So yeah. finally, some signs of life. But um, Sean, has this, has he just appeased you at least a little bit, given how I know frustrated it's been for you as well? Um. Is like is he off the hook? Like, not, not in my. I don't know opinion. if he's off the hook. Yeah, that, that would be going yeah, too far, probably. Like, he's he's the least popular governor in the nation. From wow, that's a, that might be a stretch given the state of politicians in this, but for sure, in terms of going one on one with your state, I, there's never been in my lifetime probably a moment where I I remember like this many. And, and, you know, in a way, that might be a good thing, too. Maybe people are becoming more um, politically aware. But, uh, you know, you look at somebody like BJ Penn, who has not only announced his running, but has made significant, I mean, has, has started stating very particular, you know, um, policy changes no rules, that you, guys. Like, no rules. <laughs> you know and i'm this is not a at all endorsement for bj for governor but at the same time people are gonna think hey how does this person think about uh football hopefully or sports and i'm not saying that you should vote for a person that way or another but if i were running for governor i would make sports a part of my platform people would be like okay that's really what about poverty yes i would make that a very direct part of that as well like and that's the thing, like, I, I feel like we have we have lost priority because UH football is a state program. It belongs to the state. It belongs to all of us. And we have to be the ones that that are the stewards of it as well. And like we say we are as fans, we are stakeholders, but we cannot pull all the strings. We can only be there to hopefully keep people accountable, maybe via social media. And for and for some people that already already shakes them in their boots if someone has an opinion about them on Twitter and Facebook. So, so. And this is Hawaii. So pe people need to just stop. But, you know, that is a game of that's how it works. You know, these are um, strange times and precarious times. So if you are state funded, I mean, we're talking about like barely fit, fitting, you know, filling whatever education needs or whatever teachers need in the classroom. So UH football is, is in that spot where you are being pitted against these other things that the state is paying for directly. You're a line item against these things. So and when you think about it in that context, why, why even more so, why should UH football be given any passes by the governor? You know, because um, even as much as he, he is way too, he was way too restrictive. He, like we said, he wasn't, he was barely fought back. People complaining on the news or people on Twitter ain't nothing. Like there was nothing. What really I think changed the tide for him was the fact that the numbers went so drastically down, which is also a curious thing. 
uh, from like 900. But I mean, we did change. That's what happens when you put the vaccine passports in place and stuff. You see the numbers are going to change. So the numbers have dropped a lot. Um, so, yeah, I believe that Ige didn't is not let off the hook at all he, as well. I agree with that. Um, but at the same time, you know, we are making progress. And I think at this point, if, if, the, if it keeps going this way, 1000 should only be the limit for the first game. I don't I don't see how that could be kept in place. But can the school deliver a thousand tickets and do it appropriately? What do you think they're going to do, Sean? I, they did they did release a, a thing in terms of priority yeah so i think they said like 500 for the yeah family mm-hmm. i think they're giving a 220 to new mexico state 20 <laughs> is that what their con was yeah. 20, 20. <laughs> 20 <laughs> whole tickets <laughs> which might be 18 too many for those guys but um no it might be that's not even a far off stretch but you know like uh, how do you, what do you, what is your game plan? Put it that way, Sean, to get it to you. What's your game plan? To be, to be honest, I don't see myself getting in this year. I, I honestly don't. Well, I don't. What's your game plan for, for trying? What, what would you do? What, what? Oh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, yeah, pay cash. <laughs> what are you willing to do to get into the game? Yeah. I mean, like you, right. Like no one, you're not going to just get a link. And that's the thing. Like, these kind of things, like it's gonna be competitive for sure, um, but you shouldn't just rule yourself out. So I, I think I hope that all three of us. Well, can I do. mean, I think Blangiardi has stated that uh, there's this thousand for this one, but I think he said he wanted no restrictions on the final two. No, and I think like, that's fine, and I think that should be how it is. And yeah. I'll believe it when I see it, based on yes. our strict. Uh, parent, yeah. Mr. Mr. Governor David Ige, you know, he just says, no, 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 no. Yeah. So like, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, he sounded like more conciliatory, I guess. And he did previously, um, but he was getting a lot of heat, huh, uh, Shane? So I think, uh, so. you know, it, yeah. it, it also is going to be something that, I mean, do you think people should think about that when they think about governor? I mean, I'm not saying in the debates, not that the debates are that, substantive anyways but is uh football important like to me that's an important uh football is it is it if it's a symbol of the culture of hawaii and its sports um culture or its art in some form you know because it is we have so many great athletes i've come from hawaii too and that's tradition yet we've let it kind of falter i mean we've let it we really neglected at least the how to make a division one program thrive not just survive it's just been like kicking around and june jones you know came up with a formula at a very cheap price and we took you know we we were able to cash in on a very honestly in the grand scheme of it it's been a pretty minor success at the time it was like wow we've made it but it's like now it's 15 years removed and it's like are we ever gonna sniff that ever again so I don't know, Shane, what do you see? Like I said, we talk about every time, though, like the, the state of the program. Where are we trending? We're finally getting back into the stadium. But what does that even mean? Like, ultimately, I mean, are we going to have people pouring in or people are going to be clamoring for tickets? I mean, what do, what do you think is going to be? Happening? Uh, man, it's, it's hard to say. Like for us, us diehard fans of that, that, yeah, that that have so put so much importance and and heartfelt, you know, love for this program. 
I, I'm dying to get back in there, you know. But for the casual fan and stuff like that, it might be like we've read articles like too little, too late, you know, yeah. where it's like, ah, I've already didn't have two years. I never go games. So exactly. ah, why I got to go back already? I'm just not even, you know, I'm used to not even going. I'm used to watching it on TV already. So it's like, ah, so yeah, it, it could go both ways, but. I know for Warrior Nation and fans like us, man, we're we're dying to get back in. Yeah. And and I watched the news yesterday because Matt Lynn was on with Sam Spangler, so he was, you know, giving a tour and mm-hmm. uh, showing how to get in. Oh yeah, like I think you posted that app, video. Yeah. The gate. But I'm thinking, you know, how much the tickets gonna be? You guys giving up? <laughs> they make he makes it sound like we're giving these tickets for free, but he never. I don't even know the price of these tickets yeah, or yeah. how you go, how are you going to pay for these tickets? Like, like I don't, yeah, there's still so many questions to be answered. It, it could be free. I, I could see them. Yeah. I could see them doing it free for the first game. Cause they're like basically only the people that have already been either paying so much or the families. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, they need to be paid back. So at this point, it's like, I could see them making it free. And it, it, it and that was kind of, kind of what they were going to do for the national championship for volleyball. Right. When I went to Columbus, they weren't really selling tickets publicly. It was just like, but if you kind of showed up to Columbus, you would, I guess they started releasing tickets as they got closer, but it was more like a, you know, it's who, you know, kind of thing to get in. So hopefully we know the right people. Um, but you know, Shane or, or Sean is meeting a lot of people. Um, (laughs) they're even looking for his expertise apparently um recently and i'll just get you caught up and there was a recently you know um uh, we had not christopher columbus day so that's the last time i want to mention that name on this show so don't even think about that guy ever again but um he is not uh relevant but the fact that indigenous people's day is relevant because it is a celebration of who we are as as, as indigenous people as kanaka maoli in these islands as as native peoples across this entire globe who've contributed to society in ways that have never been revealed because of western society because of their academia that is so sanitized with everything that is um you know basically the erasure of Native peoples who have mostly been, um, you know, have their lands occupied or have been thrown out or, you know, have been taken away as slaves. That's what Indigenous Peoples Day is is about. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it was reduced to pictures of, I believe, Makua Bay, which I guess I'm hoping if it was Makua, at least we could maybe make some kind of inferences that we're talking about Kanakamali or something. But um anyway it's very confusing for me as well but i guess sean uh, did did share his his um his 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 the confusing nature that of of the post as well so i guess sean tell us tell us exactly about you know what happened so hawaii athletics posted these two pictures of just like yeah the mountains and the ocean Mm -hmm. and then just put hashtag indigenous people's day so i simply (laughs) asked them where are the people at? Where are these indigenous people? And um, I just <laughs> said, you know, like so close, so close. And then they replied that 
<laughs> wanting to know how they could better um, celebrate celebrate in the future and wanted suggestions and then DM me. And I gave them wow. my suggestion. Okay, that was nice of you. Yeah, so I gave them my suggestion and they said they liked it. And they want to hear more from me because mm-hmm. they need help. I, clearly. <laughs> It must be rough going, being at an institution of Hawaiian learning, literally an institution that is, um, that has codified in its, um, you know, mission to, you know, raise up upon the values of Hawaiian, indigenous people. Yeah, (laughs) that's just so (laughs) confusing as to how this is a miss. God. Oh, it's not that hard if you think about it. Oh, you could literally just copy other schools. That's what we're saying. Like copy and paste uh, another different, like look at San Jose, you know, during black lives matter. One thing about that, like I said, whether you agreed with black lives matter or not, like know what's on trend, know what's on, what know what the rest of the world is doing because yes, governor Ige was one of the few governors totally off trend. Guess what? The school is literally like that. Almost every single time the rest of the country Mm -hmm. is on something else. Mm -hmm. This is what I mean. We, we always lose focus. Black lives matter. yeah, Hawaiian time on everything. I, Hawaiian I think, time. I think it it wandered in like about a month later, right? Yeah, the, they got on it about a month. Oh, it later took about at least it took a, over a month for Black Lives Matter, and just by this time, like okay, people are like really now, and then they were already and they were still dealing with their on. trolls. They were still yes. having to deal with it their is. trolls. So it was like, what was the point doing it now? And that's why I'm saying like we there's just they're so late. Like the Cole Brandon thing. This is the this this is why retirement number freaking press release like it's not hard like it could have been you done had a show on, on thursday or wednesday yeah yeah for yeah and for we will listen yeah the black voices and yeah. uplift yeah yeah so yeah i mean no no you're right like it's just funny like we we we, <laughs> we as fans because like shane said we are the diehard so we are thinking of ways constantly that's just natural to us that's just natural you're not you don't have to be paid. You don't have to be. That's what it means to be us, to be fans and so, diehard So fans. to wrap it up, I feel like I gave them a suggestion. And if they want more, they're going to have to put me on the payroll. Yeah. That's about <laughs> right. Sounds about right. Yeah. And I think, I think that um, I don't know if that was done in jest or like the why they decided to or who it was. And that's the thing when you can hide behind. You know, like uh, a Twitter handle that's probably shared amongst like a, a team of eight or ten people. I mean, you can always, and I'm, I'm just predicting. Who knows? It could be one person who does all the social media handles. But I'm just saying, like, on behalf well, of an institution, I'm sure they're always nervous about what they share too. So, um, but the thing is, so, it makes yeah, the worse response, look worse. My response was snarky, but like when there was when they responded, I felt really sorry for them. Yeah, no, I agree. That's how I feel right now, too. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I gave him a suggestion, and it's just like I was flattered, but it's also kind of pathetic. Yeah. It you're, is. Soliciting, you're soliciting ideas from Joe Schmo on Twitter, and mm-hmm. then you think it's good. So <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when Von Oppen, towards the end of his run, <laughs> Yeah. When people were calling in and suggesting plays, and he's like, "Wow, yeah, that sounds good." <laughs> you, don't, you don't want the football coach that takes 
suggestions from the fans. You know, yeah. like you yeah. know, like June Jones. June Jones wouldn't take suggestions because he's because he yeah. got it. He knows what he's doing. So and, you know, and it's not a. It, we're not saying uh, definitely listen to the fans. There's a difference between listening to the fans and then asking them to help you do something like that's different. It's like fire no, the coach. People under, say that or something, you know, and then you're like, okay, whatever. The culture. Yeah. It's understanding the culture and knowing what the message is. Yes. Yes. Knowing, knowing what the beat of the drum is, knowing your core audience, mm-hmm. knowing the institution, knowing this place. And if you have somebody that's running the account, that's from Missouri or from Idaho or, you know, wherever they're not going to get that. And yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. And we, we had a, a good chance too to celebrate student athletes who are have indigenous background, which, you know, I don't know. We have so many, uh, we can name right now currently. Um, but I'm, these, these are all misses that are happening, uh, by people who are should be professionals and that's that is that is why it is frustrating because and that's why for governor Ige, not defending him because the status is backwards in a lot of ways but it's, it's reflected in the school and it, and in 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 athletics and it has been for a long time well, and that's what i said i said you know when you guys put this kind of stuff it just makes you look silly yeah, it does. And that's the problem. And that, you know, and it's hard to to root for something that like makes a joke out of itself. And like and just can't seem to get it right over and over again. It's it's hard to root for a place like that. And it's frustrating. And the fans deserve better. And that's the thing. Like as fans, as hardcore fans, we deserve better. Like I'm tired of going to other schools. Like I already said this and having to see and this, and I saw in that piece that you talked about the Sam Spangler piece, um, Shane, that you shared um, that game environment and atmosphere were words that were very prominently used uh, within the conversation that he had with, with Matlin, because he knows that that's, those are words that people use all the time to describe why they do not go to games at the stadium. And now they do have a chance to turn that, up so this will be their chance so we'll see how it goes um but that that is all decades long build up of frustration and angst by fans this is not an overnight thing or turning it down. Scare. yeah i mean this is a this is it's not something that happened overnight but um still going forward we need to obviously be cognizant of the fact that if we can't fill fifteen thousand, then the stadium which we'll talk about now um, will never need to come to fruition anyways. Um, but Shane, you saw some of the renderings of um, Kaka'ako via Halava housing, um, via whatever they're trying to gentrify in that area. That is a mad gentrification job for sure. When you look at those, there's like Halava never saw this one coming. I <laughs> will never be the same after this place is built. Um, but what are your what are your thoughts? Uh, and we're talking about Crawford, which is the architects in charge of building this area, and they've built other things before as well, sports entertainment districts. And by districts, I mean now that stadiums are being built, and this is a very common pattern where uh, local governments don't want to carry the burden of the cost of the stadium, so they start like subleasing land out. They still own the land, but they sublease it out to private developers who can use that land then to build these gentrified type. Uh, 
you know, commercial structures and then, then find ways to monetize as well and, and develop capital so that they can build the stadium. And it looks like they're, you know, going to build a stadium still, but they've announced it. It won't be ready by 2023. So Shane. <laughs> <Shocker>. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing already. And so cause... tell us how, how this is going to pan out, Shane. Just as soon as I saw those renderings, those pictures, I like I just laughed because I was like, what the hell? So I was reading comments and majority of the comments feel the same way. Like we can't. And it always comes back to rail. right? We can't even build our rail. And you guys want to build this area that and then like somebody said, oh, do you guys trying to make? How lava look like Singapore? And I was like, oh, yeah, it looks exactly <laughs> no, like I mean, Singapore. So, so I, yeah. I, 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 I'm <laughs> so, not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to Wahoo <laughs> looking like Singapore, first of all. It's not a, that's not a bad thing. Singapore, yeah, yeah. I don't want it to look like like Shanghai. Singapore is at least <laughs> conscious of, of the challenges of space and trying, uh-huh. but this place is not, I don't think. I don't know how much of a dent it's going to put into our residential crisis. I, I, that's not like on the minds of a P3 developer and, and Senator Wakai, this is, this is, this is his and a lot of his brainchild. And it's a great way of developing money. Like he's right. He you can't rely on the state to cut checks when they're not. So you have to do this thing, but you're also like, you know, you're playing, you are the devil. You're bringing in these, like these guys that are, are de facto acting like government leaders and being able to build what they feel like first, like, no, 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 we don't need to build a stadium or we need to, you know, raise capital because we had this pandemic and now we have to shift the timeline back, but we've kind of seen lost the power anyways of this stadium. Um, And it's kind of maybe 12% of the entire (laughs) district. I don't know, Sean, I mean, what is your, what are your, just your, what are, what do you, what do you feel about just the stadium? in the via the renderings that that they have confusion i i feel confused i i see all these different plans and they, they haven't even picked yeah. who to go with right yeah and so you see these different renderings and it's like and it looks nice it looks great but um i think most people know that it what those pictures look like and what we're going to end up with 10 years from now is going to be totally different <laughs> it's going to be some stripped down generic version of those pictures yeah you know that's that's just how i if I, if I were if it were me and i would do this um if you had to use a p3 partnership it's not a bad thing especially if other companies um you know can can provide that infusion of fast capital um to be able to pay for construction workers and everything else materials but i i would just start with what we have at, in our current stadium Fix what salvage what we can from our current mm-hmm. stadium and especially what it looks like, especially the big freaking hole that was already dug. Cause it's gonna, they're gonna move the location of the stadium, the actual stadium, the actual 50 yard line and everything is going to shift. So there, there's gonna, there is going to be a lot of it's, it's like, you know, when SoFi was being built, I mean, that took forever. I mean, it's SoFi is not even close to being done yet, the whole stadium district. But SoFi had to build the stadium first because that's the most important part of the SoFi right. stadium is the stadium. Well, actually, the NFL offices were built before SoFi, but obviously those are way faster than building a stadium. But they're not done with the hotel that's supposed to be next door and the condos are coming up and the commercial spaces because that's next. Right now, it's still like 
Inglewood and then SoFi in the middle. Now it's going to be, sorry, Inglewood, like you're going to be gentrified, like until we can push out <laughs> into Inglewood. And that's what, you know, I feel like a lot of those Halava people are probably scared too. Like that does not look like their neighborhood at all. Like those IAEA freaking uh, Foster's Village. Who are, who are the, you know, what's down there? Um, so that, that kind of social impact that this area will have um, is going to be much unlike what we've had growing up. It's going to be more than just traffic for games and 50th State Fair. They're going to have to deal with a whole new way of, you know, going out and socializing, which, which will have positive outcomes as well. Obviously, like, you know, we, we go to ward, even though ward has every time, every time I think about like, you know, I'm sure as you guys as well, seeing ward warehouse gone or all the places that we loved, it's like, this is a part of that changing of Oahu, but it, it's so clumsily, it's clumsily done every time in Hawaii, we can never just, make something nice and, and, and have it done with on a timeline mm -hmm. that is, um, you no know, plan. commensurate. Yeah, there's never. And, and it starts with the, the vision. That's what I'm saying. The abstract stuff is what bothers me. It's like, talk about what our principles are. What do we believe in? What do we love? What do we want to prioritize? We don't, we have not even, I mean, I asked my parents that question. They, they're like confused. Like what? I get house. I buy, <laughs> I have marriage. I have this, like my parents checked off all the boxes and they're like, wait a minute. Don't I win the price? Like, no, that's, you still have to win a life. Like you still are going to make money, have to learn how to spend money. I kind of talked to this about on my show last night uh, about NFL tickets, like splurging and spending, just knowing the reality of it. Like I, I, we, these are our priorities. Like I'm, I'm not trying to recruit people off the street to, to buy my, you know, $500 tickets. I'm trying to recruit NFL fans who I, I think should know better than paying a lot of money just to get a different experience. Right. But Nonetheless, it all comes down to to priorities. And NFL knows that they have a bunch of hardcore fans like us as well who spend. Um, but that's because they keep feeding us different things and they keep changing the product. And and that is the thing that we haven't seen really with with Hawaii football, like we have with the NFL and the NBA and even Major League Baseball. This old white sport that we that we still were glued to tonight, watching the Dodgers and the Giants. So I'm saying like everything has to evolve, but is UH football evolved? I don't know because we're not, we're well, never going to go back to old Olo stadium. And that's where a lot of those, that ghost and those magic, that's where, that's where it is. So we've already left that, you know, so this is a new era we're already entering to. What does it look like? Governor Burns had a vision for mm -hmm. the university of Hawaii and specifically for football. That's why he built Aloha stadium. And our governor now is kind of running straight contrary to that by withholding fans and choking. Yeah, but like I said, he had a vision. Life. He had a vision. Yeah. It, there's but no I mean, comparison we're, we're, to me. There's no comparison with birds and Ige because yeah, Ige is vision? just like Ige is just like Cayetano, who's just like Lingle, who's just, like when it comes to UH football, how, were any of them huge UH supporters? Like, I'm not saying they wouldn't let people in. They probably would let people in, but we've let the program really in the minds of people in Hawaii become an afterthought. Like we said, we have to deal with our friends making fun of the team. Let's not act. Let's not even play there. We know that. <laughs> absolutely. That's true. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. We need to, we need to be honest. How many people need to have to deal? How many Michigan fans deal with their friends being like, you know, F Michigan or the Michigan sucks. Who the hell would say that? Not even Ohio state people would say Michigan. They know those are all great teams. Not only do we have to deal with our team losing, then we have to deal with uh, uh, defending why we are fans of this team that loses all the time. That's what I'm saying. We do more. We do more than our part as fans. 
I do more than my part as a super fan, no doubt. I take that all day. But <laughs> this is my life. We've made it a priority in our lives because we're a psychopath or we have something wrong with us. <laughs> either way, either way, take it. Take whatever deficiency in my my judgment of being such a huge fan of this team and you know amplify that. But instead, this this program really um, has led has has allowed our program to get to a place um, where we are not we we have no leverage. And luckily, the numbers dipped because I don't see Ige being like, okay, Scott Psyche, like, no, like he don't care. He just realized, like, okay, like you can't pull this 750 cases a day when it's below 100 today, you know. So, it, I think that's really what changed Ige's mind. Okay, <clears throat> let me ask you a question. So, saying that there are like hypothetically no no restrictions for the last two games, can UH get 9,000 fans into? Yeah, DC good question. Chain? Yeah, Shane, answer that question. Shane. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they'll they'll be able to get nine thousand fans. Um, yeah, just just the fact to, not uh, don't, I don't know if we have enough. What fans do you mean? That what do you mean by to, that? Like, huh? do you mean like logistically, or do you mean like the mechanism to distribute tickets? Or is there just like not nine thousand fans? Period. <laughs> oh, Might be man. C. I think you didn't you didn't A B C your choices. But yeah, I, think, I know. I think, I think it's all C's. of the above. <laughs> Shoot, uh, man, it's like crazy. Like like how we go back to these renderings. Like why does everything have to be so extravagant? Yeah, exactly. Just keep things like, so, keep who things are simple. we? Yeah, who are we? All we're asking for is a nice, good stadium and. You look at the renderings. It's like no more even parking. So parking. Yeah, there's no like parking. Stalls, either, like, so. so you guys trying That's to make it like Vegas culture. Yeah, exactly. That's, we love tailgating. Tailgating is such a, a huge big part, part of, of being a UH fan. Oh. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And they, and they never ask for input. Like it's so stupid. You know, like so right now, technically, you could still put in input. I mean, like, I, I <clears throat> and I'm not. I mean, I, I've been going to, you know, EIS meetings from what, two summers ago when they first started. So I, I've seen like they've they've evolved, but like that's why I'm saying these are two different concepts. Where UH is in Hawaii standing of a cultural significance is the difference of where the stadium is now. Like, like it's now Ige's like this expensive project that I don't want anymore, which he already basically said that. And, and you got people working on it. I mean, like I said, the people working on it, just like the rail, we pay these people so much money, like these people who are contractors or like consultants. Um, and like I said, and the school administration gets paid a lot of money too. Those are good division one jobs. It, there's no incentive to be better. And that's the scary. There's no incentive to do something in the name of fans because it's self-serving to just to get your, you know, and they're not doing anything wrong. They're just not doing anything that is something that should be, you know, at any level of our government, EGA down, um, something that should be commendable in terms of an av- being a, a true advocate for UH football. I think Blangiardi had his hands tied really in a lot of ways. I mean, mm-hmm. The question of Langiardi, 
being a UH person is, I think, pretty crazy. Like you, you better be real. It's like questioning one of us as our loyalty. Yeah, he bleeds. Yeah, green. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like you better. That's you know. So, and that's just more reflective of how messed up you know Hawaii's political system is. And I'm not. This is not advocating for Blangiardi at all. But having him and you know Amami on my show last year. And talking to them about exactly how important UH football is. I asked them point blank why I asked both of them that question is because when something like this happens and people are challenging why we have a school um, that has a team, a school that can barely um, fix some of, you know, the whatever leaky pipes in the biology building, you know, so it's like you have to realize these are all connected things. So the academic community the academic community is anti-athletics. Like I'm going to come out and basically say that at that, at this point. And that's also something that's hard that the school has to deal with for sure. But how do they, how do they improve their relationship with the, that's, that's not for fans to do. That's their job to figure it out. That's why I hate, like, and I said, there's a piece of mine too. And people challenge me like, no, we have like, no, 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 no. I do. I'm doing this podcast right here, paying for it, doing everything else, filling it with confidence, editing it. I'm doing my part, surely, <laughs> which is which is this is getting disseminated across the world for free. No ads. If anybody wants to put an ad, of course, reach out. Um, so th this is a much more of a contribution um, than, than anybody that who is even donating money is, is giving because. We're trying to attract more people. If you're listening to the sound of our voice, you know, connect with us, first of all, because we're building that community and we're doing this on our own. We're not getting paid for this. And um, we do have many great ideas because, you know, that's something that we think about all the time. Um, and uh, we, you know, it's frustrating because we don't know how many of our friends are ever going to come back with us to the stadium. So I mean, that's that's what's frustrating about the new stadium as well. It's like even if it's built, even if it's done, even if we get to see it all shiny and pretty, just like the renderings, who will come to a thirty five thousand seat stadium by that time? <laughs> thirty five things. It's like incredulously saying that number thirty five thousand when we're like saying nine for the end of the year, like yeah. let's get nine. Because 15 is going to be a challenge. I, I, I mean, we already know. I know 15 will, will, will not even fill all the season tickets. So it's sad. And I know a lot of people that didn't want to put down their extra money. And they're not. They're going to be too offended to go back next year and, and take tickets back. And if the school is smart. Like I said, if, if the school, if, if Graham really wanted to be helpful, Coach Graham, and if he's listening to this, literally call the people who are the old people or the people who have left. Like individually call them. And thank them for being loyal fans for whatever, even and ask them if they'll like. That makes a huge difference. It makes a giant difference in Hawaii. Just knowing yeah. us, knowing our culture there. So that's our free. There you go, Sean. We just gave them free. <laughs> <laughs> no invoice will be sent to yeah. Lower Campus Road, UH Manoa, Quarry Road, Road, whatever, ROTC building, wherever you guys are located. Um, <clears throat> but now uh we do have a game on saturday still so what? <laughs> finally i know we did win by this week which is a nice win uh but looks like we do have shevin back uh we did supposedly. beat the last year oh yeah so, supposedly yeah supposedly yeah i guess it's being kept under wraps but i think uh you know whether shevin or Braden, it'll i'm, I'm pretty confident in, in, in whatever happens but Nevada, we did beat them last year, and mm -hmm. um, you we know, gave them their first loss, right? First yeah, loss, first loss. So, 
Shane, I just take four, a crack at this one. Them. I'll go. I'm gonna go. Well, I'll go consult the score. So, uh, when it looks like, it looks like our uh, we all took Nevada. So, in terms of the Nevada game, we all chose Nevada. Shane mm-hmm. said 37-27. Sean said 35-24. I said 41-28. Um, I think it'll still be close I, i'm not i don't know if i would say us off the bat but um i definitely am feel better since the way that we played against fresno but that's a some of those games are just like exist in a vacuum you know they're not like they're not indicative of maybe overall it's just like fresno is one of those teams that we love to beat and it's nice and sweet and nevada is one of those teams as well but I don't know, Sean. Uh, what, what what do you think, Sean? What is your first? Well, we you, we all picked the loss. So our, first of yeah. all, how do you feel about your score? Your thirty five twenty four score. Uh, I I think I kind of like your score better. Mm. But um, we can compete with this team. You yes. know, we we've gone up there when they play at night, and we've kicked their Okole right yeah. fifty three to three. 54 to three, yeah. yeah. So this team, this team has what it takes to compete with Nevada. The, the thing is, they're going to need to force turnovers. They're going to have to have the same game plan against Fresno. They're going to have to run the ball, control the clock, and force turnovers on defense. Mm-hmm. Hawaii's Definitely. 3-0 when they force three or more turnovers, and they're 0-3 when they don't. So I think it's just going to come down to turnovers – but the bad news is Nevada's only turned the ball over three times the entire year. Wow. That's so. it. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <clears throat> What's it going to be the key, Shane? What is the biggest key? What is, what does Hawaii need to do? Uh, Hawaii needs to keep with that aggressive defense, man. That's what's keep been keeping us uh, in the games these past uh, few, few matchups and, um, so uh, the, the, the thing that bothers me is I know they say bye weeks are good. And I think it came at a right time for us. But sometimes when you come off that huge win like we did against moment, uh, against Fresno, it, I just wish we took that momentum in right the following Saturday into Nevada because I don't know if we're going to – you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that one week off is going to – is going to take away that momentum that we had. Um, and the other thing I'm, you know, how we always talk about being diehard fans. And I, as a fan that bleeds green, as a fan, that's a faithful fan. I'm so used to this team always letting me down when I'm like, all right, we get them. We're going to win the next three games. And right. then, oh, we're going to get blown. You know, we, the next game we get blown out or it's like, oh man, they always let me down. So, Although I my I'm trying to think positive, I'm just so used to them letting me down when I'm <laughs> when I'm so high on them. So yeah. that's just I'm just, that's just my thing. I'm just kind of yep. uh, after that big win. I'm just worried about how we're gonna perform up there. And I know Nevada wants to. I mean, with two heartbreaking losses, with that fifty three whatever it was, fifty four to three, and then yeah them coming here last year and we giving him their first loss on the season, you know, they're going to want to kick our butt, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we might have Nevada's number. So 
Mm-hmm. Ah man, we go, we gotta see, and it's the uh, the news said it's gonna be forty degrees up there at kickoff. So right, that's right. Uh, not Thanks super for reminding cold, me. but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you you've had you've felt. Oh, I've been too. in worse. I've been in worse, but when yeah, we won fifty four yeah. to three, it was super cold. Um, it was snowed that day too. It was September September twenty eighth, like. 2019 right that was my 50th game in a row so that yeah that's right we had a big party which is cool i had a really fun cake so candy and josie who come from uh the bay area to all mm-hmm. most of the road games they they brought that which is fun but yeah i i can see the bitter taste in that that game was like we just destroyed them that was like i mean we even ran a trick play right before the half Rooski. Yo, that was Rooski, good. Yeah. <laughs> The that was crazy. Snack. Like the that was just Rolo trying to rub it in, which yeah. which was fine. You know, he coached there before, so you know he has that relationship. But um, yes, Graham will. Graham got the best of them last year already, so I I think I think that this could be a potentially another win for us. I I also think that the bye week might also have helped because of not having that, um, you know, just uh coming down from that high I, it's, it's hard to sustain that too so maybe it is good that we had a chance to um you know let that go and forget it. i mean i forgot about it we moved on like we have nfl teams that we watch <laughs> we have other teams that we watch too like we moved on to like in ourselves obviously we're still reveling in uh beating fresno but that's kind of gone down for us too right that high where it's like okay we beat fresno but now it's like we want to beat other mountain west teams now we need to that and you're right. I mean, we talked about that San Jose loss being a, a major loss too, just because it could be the one thing that keeps us from who knows going to a divisional championship or mm-hmm. making it to the Mountain West. And it was only four points, and it was, you know, just we just let it out of our grasp. So that I think definitely made our team realize that they can't mess around. There's no. There's really no room for error, but they're they're going to be so excited to have fans for sure for New Mexico State. So I think that they um, they they'll come out new and and fresh and excited, and the parents will be fresh and excited too. Like they've like I said, they've been pretty upset on the road. I've had, New Mexico State wasn't. We've had issues. We had fights that involved parents and other and New Mexico <laughs> State people. And like I said, it wasn't that of a pretty sight, even for me as a fan. I was like, oh gosh, like. Uh, there's just brimming with frustration from parents with the stadium, with governor Ige, with, with the administration for feeling that they didn't really advocate for them getting into the stadium. So like Shane said, it's nice that they're getting in. It's nice that they, they are the ones that are given that opportunity because, you know, they even went directly to Ige, which I told them all not to do too. I was like, I don't even care what Ige says. I really don't care for parents. Like that shouldn't even matter. Parents should just get in. We had all 18 wide, yes. empty freaking suites that they could have stuffed mm-hmm. parents in all this time. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's enough there's enough blame to go around. Like, Ige is, is a caricature. Like, he doesn't even exist to me as like a... And, and, he, and it, 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 he's in the mold of most politicians and how I feel about how it's just so performative. It has nothing to do with um, actually helping people. Like, UH football... Could be seen as something really frivolous and stupid, and I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Like to me, it's football is means more. Like going to Kansas City and being in that tailgate with people from 
the Ozarks and every part of misery and being connected and bonded with them. That's what football is to me. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what it is. It's, it's a, it's a part of my life culture and I'm still an indigenous person who can celebrate my indigenous. <laughs> that's, that's, Dang. that's indigenous people's day is we colonized you. We imperialized you. Uh, we celebrate the fact that your knowledge is probably at a higher you know, level than our whatever, but Still, football is one of those connectors between those things. Football is the connectors between America and people who are just like somewhat American relatively to other people. You know, it's like I'm saying, like we have the whole gamut. And that's why Colin Kaepernick is so important to the NFL forever will be an important symbol because he gave them something to a platform. He gave them that fight, that struggle outward publicly. So that's what football means to me. It means it means more than than just a team that's getting public funding, which what they are and what they've been reduced to and what Ige sees them is. Um, and a lot of people do as well. Like I said, Ige is not the only one. There is there is hardly anybody really coming out of significance against him. And that's what I'm trying to change. That's what we need to change. And it starts with our friends, too. We have our friends laughing at the fact that we go to UH games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How how the heck are we supposed to do like build with that's what I'm saying? Like they're either they're tone deaf or they just have no clue of how. And I'm sorry, and I want to say his name now too, because he is a, oh. a longtime person, but something like Rob DeMello or these other guys who I respect so much as media people, but they have to be honest with the and, and Steven Sy and they are are honest. Um, and these guys are so respected. I respect them. I look up to these guys. I read all their stuff, but I need them to also be accountable for how they cover the team. And they need to be honest with, like I said, like not being like, oh my gosh, when we played San Diego, when we played San Diego State on a division title game, barely 20,000 people, it was uh, Blanche Party who came out on Hawaii News Now before he was mayor to do his rant thing at the end that they would do about. So like this has already been out there. This has already been on the social consciousness. Now Blangiardi is the freaking mayor and still had issues. And he and like I'm like I'm saying like we this is a this is an issue that's been going around. This is not an ega happening now issue. This is uh oh my gosh the freaking stadium authority decides to just close the doors. Like who can just shutter a yeah. team in other in other states? Only in Hawaii does that happen. That was yeah. it. That's not that, were, that was so weird to me that I think there's still some hidden it still doesn't all it's not the puzzles are not all coming together yeah for sure regarding the closure of Aloha Stadium you yeah. can't no yeah, way no. they can yeah. just say oh okay that's it no more yeah. fans allowed exactly what? the next <laughs> fan the next sense. fan that does the wave is gonna go true to Puka so yeah. we cannot we already no, know no. this we've measured it yeah, no can be. Uh, and that's the thing we've we've that is what I think a lot of people right there cut off. We cut off people once we took the stadium out of the equation. I mean, we've literally taken out a, a symbol of Hawaii for the John Byrne symbol. You brought up his name. That was his vision, a part of that stadium. That's gone now, Sean. So that vision is pow. That vision is in the wind. Literally, we went downward from that vision because his vision was <laughs> 50,000 plus, and we we're like maybe 35 and let's face it we're not going to be able to fish fit 35 that is the problem that people are saying meanwhile 
donations have gone up in our in our apartment. Like when we talk about Coach Wagner, people who are legends in our in our athletic department because of what they've done, um, even though we don't talk about them enough. They also did that, those things on shoestring budgets, even more shoestring than today. So what is different is money is being definitely concentrated on the top. Oh, sounds like America. That's what I'm saying. This is not like we're, this is this is not like we are painting a new picture. I'm just showing you what happens when you introduce profit seeking into pu the public sphere. I'm not being a communist right now when I say those things either. I'm not Karl Marx. That's just how it works. When you tell people metaphor. to make money, they only care about making money. They only care about the seven billionaire, not even billionaires, millionaires. Actually, you know, one of them might be a billionaire, but I'm saying like the few UH people that we have and being like, let's milk these people and shake their trees. Let's not work on building a fan base. Let's not take the Bernie Sanders approach because you actually have to be a, a somebody that um, people want to back up to donate whatever 30. What did Bernie want? $31. Yes. I mean, and that's what I mean. Bernie was like, I don't care if we have super PACs with billionaires, with five billionaires, not even five billion. One billionaire can defeat a super PAC of that. That is why that is the problem with America. But then when you bring that to the college athletics and you, you say things like, well, the fans aren't the ones, the everyday fan is not the one that's going to be, you know, keeping the doors on, open or paying coaches inflated salaries, then obviously we're not the priority. So where are your priorities? That's my, my thing is if I'm not a priority of this team, and I, very few teams, like I'm saying, even pro teams, um, they, they don't, not every pro team kisses up to fans, but a lot of them at least feel like I want to make them feel special in some way and being a part of this program. And that hasn't been cultivated ever at UH, ever. I mean, do we even get a season member gift? Do we even get a season member no. gift? No. No. I just got my no. Chiefs one. I have my Chiefs one. I just saw your, Hawaii. yeah. Uh, I told my mom she could open it. I was like, uh, the Kansas City just sent a Chiefs thing to my house, our house. But, um, you know, I, that's the kind of thing that I love. I've Okay, this is just full disclosure. I've lost a lot of money on the Kansas City Chiefs tickets because NFL tickets are freaking expensive, even for season ticket holders. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a season ticket holder. This has nothing to me with to uh, Hawaii sports fans, the Rams is a Hawaii sports fans things. And those are hard to fill as well, because I'm trying to change the culture of thinking about LA people, but the culture is so different in every state that the ones who are, are, but the ones who are in charge of everything, pulling the strings only care about one thing, making a profit. They don't care about what we are experiencing. And this is happening at Kansas city chiefs. When I was there, they, that tailgate that I went to, um, they moved off campus kind of across the street where I parked. It's actually across from Arrowhead. Um, but it's because a lot of these teams are squeezing them out too. And now that you have to pay for big salaries, you want to keep a player like Mahomes, you want to keep good offensive players, you got to pay for them. So the teams, they're bill every every single owner in the NFL is a billionaire and still manages to sound like they are freaking tiny Tim, like struggling to, to just eat every Christmas. And it's crazy, but that's the world that we live in. And UH is not a billionaire institution, but they have a lot of $50 million budget, just like every other budget in the Mountain West. Yet, why are we not on the same level as other Mountain West schools? We have to ask ourselves that, why? And we talked about this last week, Sean, right? You brought this up too. When we were in the WAC too, we, we were catered toward. It was nice when yep. the national slate is up. 
who shall right. we consider? Okay, Hawaii for sure. We got to have. I mean, I I just they saw one of my Facebook memories. I just saw one of my Facebook memories from ten years ago, and it was us playing at San Jose, and that was on ESPN. And mm-hmm. I was like, that used to happen. That used to be a thing, like full fledged. I think it was like a Friday night game. Remember, we used to do those Friday night games, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's a better that's better for eyeballs for our program than CBS Sports Network at 4.30 p.m. or some random. Like, and that's and that's what I'm saying that that all has to do with how the vision is today. So Burns isn't here and governors and some states are way more involved. Ours are not like that because they just mm-hmm. don't care. Exactly. I'm sure in, in Texas, I'm sure like the Texas governor, when he goes to Austin, he's like, you definitely will put me in the best suite. I will definitely be mm-hmm. like, this is a part of my culture of being the governor. And this is not a, an, an endorsement of Texas, but Texas clearly loves football and they make it obvious. And that's right, they, go cra- they go crazy over high school football. Yes, exactly. You know? Well, we do too, though. We oh, go yeah, crazy yeah, over yeah, high school yeah, football. Yeah, no, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. like, why, why can't we pick up on that momentum? So but no, this is a bigger conversation. That's why I'm glad we're having it on this podcast because I don't think it's being had at all anywhere. It's we're we're talking about not just why oh, yeah, like, football isn't a state it is, but why it's been neglected for so long and why that Kahuku can fill Aloha Stadium, but the University of Hawaii can't. Like, what's yeah. the problem? <laughs> so we have uh three. We have Nevada. Um, after this game, we have, uh, you know, we have another Mexico. Uh, six games, so Mexico state, Utah state, San Diego, UNLV, Colorado. And then we ended with Wyoming. So I, in the beginning of this year, we said, well, now that we are one, two, three, four, five, six games through, and we are what? Three and three, three, right and, now? three, midway point. three, and, three. three and three, um, at the midway point, I had predicted, um, I, I was, you know, I was low, low, as we say in our Kool-Aid, Tanaka talk. <laughs> I was thinking we'd be five and one or some whatever. Um, so, you know, like I said, we were very, but Sean, who had predicted the six win season, um, we could even possibly surpass that. Shane picked the seven. I had predicted the eight. I don't know if we'll, we'll get to that, but um, what I do you see as games? Every game right. <clears throat> you did. <laughs> so which games yeah. did you? You're right. You have. And what yeah. and do you see that you have New Mexico State? So we if we even if we went lose tomorrow or lose on Saturday and beat New Mexico, I mean we're still five hundred, you know, after that yeah. point. Ish. So yeah. Utah State, San Diego, UNLV, Colorado, Wyoming. I mean, we I think if we can go three and two in that, I mean, who knows? Maybe we can be seven and six or something. Um, so I don't know. What do you what do you think, Shane? Now that you, you picked it seven wins, what are you where are you going with that now? Well, I'm still going with the seven wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I always, I always say uh, every game is a big game. Well, especially for Hawaii, every game is a big game. But this Saturday is a big game. It's a, a big-time opponent, uh, upper class of the, of the conference. So uh, I, I feel good with the seven wins, but I'll, I'll feel much better if we come out this Saturday with another, another win that that's, we, we need this win, man. And, you know, it's funny how we talk about all these problems with UH and how hard it is to be a fan. Mm -hmm. I just want to shout out to AJ Bianco because when I saw that he committed to UH yesterday, I was like, Holy crap. 
I didn't, I didn't see that coming, man. It's like, wow, we're still getting these good recruits. Yeah. Hey, we, we, uh, there's still hope. There's still blood pumping. There's still some. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Some, that is. There's still some green blood to bleed. There is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He picked us over Nebraska and Washington and State. Washington State. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Well, he never so liked that that was, COVID. I think my, that's why. Yeah, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was my first. Um, my first thought was like, oh, he must have picked us because he never had any other offers. And then I saw, oh, no. Nebraska and Wazoo. I was like, hey. No, <laughs> well, they said, no, did he get offered or was he shown? Not not to say that it matters. I honestly, I think he is a, a, a good player, but it is kind of funny. We did put those names in like Nevada and, <laughs> or Nebraska. And so I was like, man, if the offer was there, that's pretty cool. It said the article said offer. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so huge. I mean, like you said, Sean, um, he is somebody that believes that Hawaiians should kids from Hawaii should, you know carry that mantle i mean yeah, do you think that's still a thing mm-hmm. do you think that's still a thing like you you coach you're around high school kids all the time do you, are they looking at hawaii still the same way that they did when you you know were in high school or 10 years after that i mean you're you're around these kids are they talking about uh as a well, as i'm not working at the high school, school anymore oh you're not up there so i mean but I'm lately do you see that as a as a thing a millennial high school is obviously one of our better schools oh, too in hawaii yeah. so that needs to be another school that we have a pipeline. And we have Mosau, obviously, we have people right now that are starting. But um, is that is that our kids? Because, you know, when kids, I remember when I was in high school, kids were like, oh, I'm going to Tennessee. Because, like, okay. <laughs> okay, bro, Hawaiian, let's, let's stick around. Now it's like, okay, that's possible. Like, Tennessee is a definite possibility for any kid. And, you know, so things have changed. But that same goal of going to the there's, NFL has not changed. There's always going to be the kids that are going to want to stay and want to play in mm-hmm. front of their family. That uh, are want to going to want that Hawaii across their chest mm-hmm. to carry the banner. Um, you know, so and some of those kids will co- go away and come back. I just feel like with last week with them beating Fresno, with the announcement that um, there's going to be fans. I, re- I really feel like in the corner, you know, the mm-hmm. hot, the breath, the life has been breath breathed back right into the program. And I, I'm optimistic that they can get a win tomorrow or not tomorrow, but yeah, basically when you're hearing this. It's gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um, what is your, what is your, I mean, you, you still had the six wins and you've been, you've been correct. I mean, do you see any of the teams that we uh, played I picked them to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Because yeah. they can, yeah. they know how, they know yeah. how. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be challenging. I think even playing New Mexico State is going to be challenging because they know Absolutely. they know us already, right? Um, and and that's the scary wanna... thing. Yeah, they ain't going to want to lose twice. Lose Hell again. no! Can you imagine like playing basketball. a team twice? There's no way you want to lose. It's yeah, worse it's like... than basketball. It's like football. Yeah. It's like you never have to play them twice ever, and then you play yeah. them twice the same year. That must be like humiliating. First of it's all, it's like playing that team that you swept in conference in the tournament a third time and you yeah, and playing them in the playoffs and then losing to them in the yeah. playoffs because yeah. it's hard to pay them again. Right. So it'll be interesting, but we all have, uh, you know, we, we are pretty close in terms of how we feel about the team is right now. Um, but no, it's been exciting. This has been a very up and down roller coaster year. We've had some, uh, crazy developments off the field. So we spend time talking about that 
But please continue to support hisportsfans.com if you want to join our mailing list. Um, you know, if you want to catch the vibe train that we are providing here at this podcast, please subscribe. Uh, join us on Facebook, uh, Hawaii Sports Fans Facebook, or if you're on Instagram or Twitter, it's at HI Sports Fans. Um, every week, every time we do a show, there's always somebody else or someone new or someone who um, stays devoted. And I think this is uh, a powerful voice for our fan base, um, not just because it's us three, but um, it's three people that have been around this program for a long time and have put them put the program above themselves in a lot of ways and that is unhealthy for people to do that but we do it anyways so this is something that is a passion more than anything and just grateful for all your support and all that you um, are have brought and my next door neighbor either is domestics or it's his call of duty and he just died or something so that is a easy way to say it's time to go but mahalo for listening And we'll catch you all next week. Talk to you guys again. Go Bows. Go Bows.